Percy, can the thought of what cancer has done to others, in other words, its reputation, can that hold us back in any way? Wayne, it absolutely can, and in many cases, it absolutely has. Uh, People have been made afraid of what they have heard from others of what cancer has done, and then when it becomes their turn to deal with cancer, they shut down Ah. just off of the idea of what may have happened to others. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Pastor P and I will visit the prospect of confronting the reputation of cancer. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and we are going to talk about this reputation that cancer has, Percy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rep- cancer has a reputation. And, and to prove that, when we hear initially the term itself, it invokes immediate thoughts in people's thinking based upon what they have heard, what they saw, what someone uh, may have suggested to them. And in many cases, if that reputation or that thought is negative, it can and it may influence and impact psychologically how one uh, chooses to move forward. And today we want to talk about the power of the reputation of cancer in people's thinking. In a way, it's like bullies, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in a big way, it is like bullies. And so for, you know, and I'm reminded, quite frankly, you know, Wayne, growing up on the, the mean streets, of South Chicago, you know, I would often encounter bullies who would take my lunch money at school and at the playground. Yeah, and worse, I imagine, huh? Yeah. And, and before you knew it, certain individuals or bullies developed a reputation in the community. And, you know, that would precede them everywhere uh, around us. And But one day it dawned upon me when I when I decided to ignore that reputation and then began to resist the threat of the intimidation and fear that I noticed the bully did not have as much power as I once believed. Hmm. And so I found out that I was actually uh, stronger than I was, even uh, stronger than it may have been suggested to me that the reputation of the bully tried to remind me that I could not do anything mm-hmm. and I could not react to them. Yeah. And so it's important to understand the impact of a reputation that creates a bully-like mentality in our own thinking. All right. And cancer can be that bully. Indeed, it can. And we want to address that. And we want to talk about what what should we understand and how should we recalibrate our thinking today about cancer? In some cases, we've heard things said to us that happened to people 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago. Uh, but there has been great advancement things that can be done and said about the concept of cancer from a treatment perspective. And then, of course, when we incorporate the ability and the idea that the faith of God can empower us to work through a a difficult journey and path of facing our bully, I think that we need to revisit the bully's reputation. Well, everything we believe and talk about here in the program springs from Scripture. So do you have a passage of Scripture in mind for this conversation today? And so with that being said, again, you know, cancer is a bully. And in many cases, people have mentally and emotionally stopped living simply because of its reputation, uh, which created fear and intimidation of death just by hearing its name alone. Our spiritual nugget for today is found in Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 14 and 16, that basically tells us this. 
Now, since the children have flesh and blood, talking about being in a natural body, Mm -hmm. uh, he too, being Christ, shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. And verse 15, and free those and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not the angels he helps, but is the descent, but it is the descendants of Abraham. And what this scripture says to me is that we've been conditioned by the fear of death. Cancer has often represented and has been synonymous, if you will, with death and dying. Yes. And so when people typically hear the term cancer or hear that someone has cancer, their mind immediately will leap to uh, that person is going to die or I'm going to die. And now that I have experienced this, even personally myself, Wayne, I had to I had to make a mental adjustment in my consciousness when I was told that I was diagnosed with cancer and began to recalibrate the thought of, well, just because I was told that I have cancer does not necessarily mean that I'm going to die. That's just been cancer's reputation. And in that regard, I had a decision and a choice to to make around how I viewed the reputation of the bully of cancer that has tried to intimidate people simply because of its past reputation with others that may not have anything to do with your current situation today. And we want to talk about and unpack that dynamic. It is such an important topic. We will get after it here in just a moment. But we do have a question for our listeners. Have you ever updated new information about an old fear that allowed you to confront and overcome that situation? Mm. Uh, Why don't you expand on that question for just a moment, Percy? What are we asking here? Yeah, the thought here is, you know, we all have on some level potentially dealt with the fear of something. And in many cases, we've been made afraid by things that we heard from others who have told us bad experiences, you know, fear of flying, fear of water. There's a whole host of things that in many cases we have been conditioned to be made afraid of, not because of anything that we personally experienced, but because of the reputation of that from others that then conditioned a school of thought in our thinking. And so with that, you know, have you ever updated new information about an old fear that you you gained new insight about mm. that gave you courage and the ability to say, I'm going to go ahead and face this. I hear this all the time when people said, you know, once upon a time, I would have never thought of doing this because I was afraid to do so. But I I, I, earned, I understood some other information or I learned some other things about this that has now given me the courage to say that I can face that. That's the idea okay. of the question here. It's a great question. And I look forward to the answers, which you can provide to us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and answer a question that drops down in the menu there and you can type in your response to our question this week. Now, previously, and we said we'd share responses here in the program, previously we asked the question, what was something you learned during your cancer journey? You have one of the responses in front of you. We read all of them, Percy, Mm -hmm. but uh, you have just one in front of you right now. Yeah, from Ridgetown, Michigan, and the question that was previously asked, what was something you learned during your cancer journey? And the response was this, thank you for your ministry. And again, thank you for listening. We so appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for your ministry. COVID has made things worse as far as the isolation process goes. I'm still learning 
but know without a doubt that God is holding me up through this. Thankful again for your ministry, the scriptures and praise and worship music to uplift me. And so with that, you know, we've and we've had some shows, you know, Wayne, as you know, that we've talked about the the mental and emotional and potential physical impact of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And it's added uh, a, a, another level and another dimension of dynamic for cancer patients in particular uh, with regard to how that is impacting them. As a matter of fact, I just recently read some information uh, about the number, the decrease of people who have actually uh, gone to their docs because of COVID-19 that may potentially impact the rise right. of cancer incidents. Yes, yes. So the the impact of being isolated and you know we're shut in and et cetera et cetera uh, is what this particular individual uh, basically is expressing. But said that what they've learned from that is that they still know that without a shadow of a doubt God is holding them up through this process. And I think that's an important thing to talk about yeah. in this moment of isolation that we're experiencing. Well, thank you for that response uh, from a listener, and thanks mm-hmm. to all of our listeners who support us in so many ways. Health, Hope, and Inspiration dot com. By the way, a free resource available there right now is Knowledge is power. Perhaps we can talk about this resource in just a few minutes here, but I Mm -hmm. want to get after the topic here today. After I remind you that if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number to call is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's chase down this reputation that cancer has today. I'm thinking of all the scripture verses, Percy, that tell us to fear not. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And so as a, as a quick, again, reopening, cancer is a bully. And in many cases, people have mentally and emotionally stopped living simply because of its reputation which created fear and intimidation of death just by hearing the name alone. And so we've been reminded by our Holy Scriptures throughout the Word of God around dealing with, addressing, and confronting the component of fear. And so, uh, you know, we are continually reminded, uh, fear not. So example, Psalms 23, as we all know, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Uh, Matthew 10, 28, do not fear those that which can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Uh, Isaiah 41 and 10, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. And then, you know, 1 John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. This is just a small sampling. That's great. Yeah, that if we went from Genesis to Revelation, from the from the front of the book to the back of the book, that we are constantly being reminded by the inspiration of the of the Holy Spirit, by the writers, to how to address fear, because fear is a very real enemy that we all are confronted with and that potentially 
can uh, destabilize us and 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 basically cause us to shut down and not keep moving forward. And so that's the idea of we're reminded by God, Wayne, hmm. uh, what to do with and how to react and how to begin to address and more importantly, confronting uh, the bullies in our lives that is trying to create fear and intimidation uh, in our psyche and in our being. Yeah. All right. So how do we overcome the fear and the reputation that cancer has? It's a great question, Wayne. But we first must understand that according to data produced by the National Cancer Institute and the Oncology Nursing Society, uh, they tell us this, that fear drives anxiety and distress which may trigger emotional response to cancer that may influence both morbidity and mortality, which can short-circuit one's right, one's reason, and one's resources to fight back. Uh, I often tell people that we've been given the three R's when we are confronted in the earth. We have been given a right, we've been given a reason, and we've been given resources by God to fight back. And so with that, uh, how do we overcome fear and the reputation of cancer? Uh, Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2 tells us, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, uh, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing, or in some translations, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service or your reasonable service of worship. Verse two is the answer to the question. Okay. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, how you think, how you process, uh, and, and how you calibrate information. Then it tells us in the rest of the scripture, you will be able to test and approve what is the good pleasing and perfect will of God. How often, Wayne, have you and I and others heard, you know, what is the will of God for my life? How do I determine the will of God? Where is the will of God? Well, this particular scripture is giving us some steps to understand, and the key component to it is if we're going to get to a place where we are uh, experiencing and allowing the will of God to work for us, we're going to have to renew or change the way that we think about whatever it is that we're confronted by. And that's part of, I think, the first step in dealing with being confronted by uh, a, a diagnosis and a prognostication of being told that you have cancer. We're going to have to renew our thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot to renew our thinking about, quite <laughs> frankly, that I think we should unpack and share with people today. Okay. So what that verse tells me is that there's an attitude uh, that needs to change here. Correct. It's attitudinal, but it's based upon our relationship with Christ that he has provided us for with some reasons. He's provided us with some resources. <laughs> See, that's why we, we talked about earlier the yep, three R's. Three R's, uh-huh. Yeah, right. And he's given us uh he's given us a right, he's given us some reasons, and he's given us some resources that we then need to tap into from a thought or attitudinal perspective about anything that we're confronted by at the end of the day. And certainly that is true with regard uh, to being told that one has cancer. And now that I've stepped through this process, I really can speak uh, very fervently about this, if you will, to allow us the opportunity to potentially move beyond a diagnosis of okay. cancer. Okay, all right. Well, I give you permission, Percy, uh, with the authority of the Word of God to, uh, to address our attitudes then. What, what do we need to change? 
So we must renew or change our mental attitude and disposition. And let's first define the word, uh, the term attitude. And attitude is defined as a settled way of thinking, a settled way of thinking and feeling about something or someone that is reflected in one's and it, and is reflected in one's behavior. Yeah. That is the basic definition. So, with that, first and foremost, there are four factoids that'll help create a new attitude. Okay. When you transform your thinking about the bully's power, the bully's effect of fear may change over you. Mm-hmm. So, four factoids in de- de- creating and developing a new attitude. Number one. Uh, more people, and so let's get let's get kind of clinical for a second. Sure, okay. Uh, more people are surviving a cancer diagnosis today than any time ever in the history of cancer. This is important. If I'm told, and I was almost two years ago, that I have cancer, what I now need to renew my mind to is some fresh information. Okay. And and that being said, that according to uh, an article published, you know, February 4th, 2021, the American Cancer Society uh, and its 2021 statistics report shows continuous decline in cancer mortality rates. The report states that the cancer death rate dropped 31 percent from the 1991 rates to equate to a 3.2 million fewer cancer related deaths. Praise God. This is important. Yeah. because. So when the when the bully shows up with this <laughs> reputation of killing people, we now have some data, some information. Uh, knowledge is power, as we often would say, that, you know, I'm going to renew my mind to the fact that people are living longer with a cancer diagnosis and the death rate has declined, is continually de- declining. And this information provides a basis for optimism and hope toward possible survival of a cancer diagnosis. That's fantastic. It really is. So let's uh, let's put it simply. Let's resolve in our mind that everyone is not dying of cancer. Mm. And then choose to believe that potentially this can be true for me today. Not you know what happened last week, 2 weeks ago, 10 years ago is whatever happened, but today there is a possibility and a probability of being able to move forward and that not being not being someone that's going to die from cancer, but someone who can survive and live through a bout of cancer. That's an attitude adjustment. Yeah. Indeed. That gives that gives one a reason. That one that gives one a right and that gives one a resource hmm. to be hopeful when told that they have cancer. I want to repeat what you quoted from that report from the American Cancer Society. The report states that the cancer death rate dropped 31% from the 1991 rates to equate to 3.2 million fewer cancer-related deaths. That is such good news. That is so powerful to think and to know that that type of advancement has been made Uh, In a relatively short period of time, when you sit and think about it with regard to the affect of cancer and the incident of death rates associated with it. I say praise God. I'm renewing my mind to that today. All right. All right. That's uh, that's new attitude number one. More people are surviving. Right. And, And just to follow that up with a scripture, Psalms 118, 16, 17, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord performs with valor. 
I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. That's the scripture you hang on to. That's Mm -hmm. the scripture that you work with in starting a confrontation with the bully in terms of a new attitude. And so with that, let's go to the second uh, factoid. Number two, uh, early diagnostic testing and screenings now gives one an additional tool in their toolbox. Please use it. So let me talk to the people who are handy, carpenters, mechanics, anyone that has ever used um, in the kitchen. You know, I know in the kitchen that that's at the house where I live, there's all sorts of gadgets in it that, you know, are used for specific things from a from a cooking perspective that when you understand the purpose of that tool, it actually makes that process a little bit manageable, more manageable than if you did not have it. Mm-hmm. And so Ephesians, you know, when we talk about this, uh, uh, have you ever tried driving a nail, if you will, with a pair of pliers? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you know, work. <laughs> and I've, I've tried to do this or no. with, with the heel of your shoe. <laughs> or with one of those kitchen devices. <laughs> or with one of those. It just it, it, it just makes that process more difficult and, and seemingly you're not getting, you're not making any headway. Yeah. Ephesians 6, 10, 11 tells us, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And then verse 11 is our operative verse for this principle. Put on the full armor. Armor in this particular context is tools, weapons. Put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. Let me be clear. Cancer is not a scheme of God. The Bible tells us that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so what do we have access to as a tool or a weapon, if you will, that will allow us to take our stand against the affect of cancer is early diagnostic tests and screenings. And, and, and the reason why I highlight at this point, I just recently had this conversation with, with a gentleman who found out that I was a cancer patient and, uh, you know, basically a little bit younger than me. And he whispered in my ear as we were standing together talking, there was no one else around because this is the power of the reputation of cancer. This is why we titled this this way, mm-hmm. that despite the fact that there was no one else around, he's whispering to me as if cancer is going to overhear oh, our conversation. I see. Are you following my school of uh-huh. thought here? Yeah. And and he said to me, you know, my wife, if my wife found out that uh, that I knew that you had uh, received a couple of colonoscopies, she'll be all over my case because I, I, I'm just afraid to do that. And oh. I said, well, why are you? I said, why are you afraid to have a colonoscopy? And he said, well, and again, we're having a man talk here. So this is <laughs> this is man discussion. Yeah. So as a disclaimer. And he says, well, because I have this thought in my head of being feeling like I've been violated mm. if I've gone through that procedure. And I and so I reassured him, you know, through the power of profoval or anesthetics, uh-huh. you know, you have no idea That's of right. anything that yep. is going on. You 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 wake up and you you actually you don't even know what has happened. Yep. He said, I needed to talk and hear that. He said, because I've always had this reputation or thought about that procedure as being some type of violation from a from a male perspective that 
I just wouldn't even consider doing anything. Nope, don't like worry that. a thing about it, right? <laughs> right. Just, you know, so if I don't think about it, yeah. it's not going to happen. I just ignore it. Hmm. And the fact of the matter is, let's get back to the point. We now have data that tells us that one of the reasons for the first bullet point that we have a decline and a decrease, if you will, in death rates of cancer is that more and more people are now taking advantage okay. of early screening, early diagnostic work that then cancer, as was the case for Reverend Percy Wilson McCray Jr., uh, I found and that the, I found that out early. It wasn't later down the line that then things could have progressed and been beyond the ability to manage or take care of. I found out that I had early stage one colon cancer. We re resected the colon. Uh, the, the, the tumor did not break through the, the, uh, the wall of the colon to spread in other parts of the body. It was contained, but that was all due to the tool or the weapon of the full armor of, of benefiting from early diagnostics and screening. So let's factor this into our attitude as we think about the reputation of cancer. So important. All right. Number three in this list of attitudes. New precision medicine. I know it doesn't sound very spiritual, but it is an important renewal of thought about treatment of cancer. New precision medicine, such as immunotherapy and advanced genomic testing, are personalizing cancer treatment and allowing doctors to attack the disease at a cellular level. Then l let me ask the question, <laughs> what is all this? <laughs> well, first, before I go into a quick overview for both of these clinical pathways, I want to direct the audience to CancerCenter.com, CancerCenter.com, for a more thorough explanation of, of these schools of thought. With that being said, advanced genomic testing is designed to help identify the DNA alterations that may be driving the growth of a tumor or of a specific tumor. Information about genomic mutations that are unique to your individual cancer may help doctors identify treatments designed to specifically target those mutations. So let me uh, just summarize that. Mm -hmm. In other words, instead of having kind of a cookie cutter approach to just treating a certain type of cancer based upon its location, now we become much more specific and precise with, again, the mutation, the genetic mutation of your specific type of cancer based upon its specific DNA and genetic makeup. And now treatments can be designed to treat that genetic mutation specifically. This is good news. Yeah. Because now we're becoming more precise. We're becoming more skilled at identifying on a very unique level your specific cancer, its specific genetic makeup, and then create a treatment option designed for that type of cancer. So this is just another way that we're eroding the power and the reputation that cancer has. That is correct. The the the, the big C, you know, yeah. uh, or when we talk about cancer, how we would whisper because we were afraid right. that the bully or the giant was just around the corner. Of course, there's no guarantees. We understand that. But at the same time, we're making progress and that should, yes, change, that should change our attitude. Well, I, I know you and I know that you have a, a verse of scripture in mind to go along with this point. And then before I do that, then immunotherapy, because we talked about oh, two yes. specific Okay, yeah, so please. Again, immunotherapy is a broad category of cancer therapies designed to stimulate the body's own immune system. 
to better recognize and fight cancer. And so uh, when we understand the fact that we now have the insight from a scientific perspective of using our own immune system to then help fight back against the effects of cancer, this is another tool or this is another weapon that we didn't even know we had access to that, that now helps to change, again, our mental attitude about the, re the reputation of cancer previously that now gives us a different sense of uh, the ability to face the fear when we're told that we have cancer and and this intimidating uh, impact. This so, is great news. Yeah. And so this is really powerful stuff. Let's put God's word on this. All right. Psalms 139, 12 and 14 says, even the darkness is not dark to you, God. Wow. Listen to this. But the night shines like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you formed, you formed, you formed my inmost being, cells, DNA, etc. You knit me together, my cells, my DNA. God did that. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. But this scripture starts off very profound. Even though we may find ourselves in the midst of a dark situation, a dark moment, listen, it says that even though the dark, uh, even though the darkness is not dark to you, God, see, God is not overwhelmed by darkness because God is, is, is above that and God lives in us and he is providing for us new information, new insight, and ultimately the ability to change our attitude, even though the night has fallen, as the scripture says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. There's a morning potentially coming for anyone that is being uh, attacked, if you will, by a cancer diagnosis. And after all, God has fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made us. He knit us while we were in our mother's womb. And so God knows and understands the chemistry and the biology of our being. And that helps us with the idea of now man catching up to that insight with regard to immunotherapy and advanced genomic testing. We are now catching up to the intelligence of the creator hmm. with regard to how our bodies function oh, and work to better react and respond when we're challenged with sickness and disease. Hallelujah. How exciting. All right. Well, we're talking about these uh, factors of our uh, that go into our attitude in uh, combating the reputation that cancer has. And there's a fourth one we'll talk about in just a moment. But earlier I mentioned that we have a free resource called Knowledge is Power, What Everyone Should Know About Cancer. And uh, some of what we talked about here today and more is in this. So, Percy, we want to make this available free of charge, as always, of course, at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for the free resource, Knowledge is Power, What Everyone mm. Should Know About Cancer. Download it. Use it. Uh, share it with other people. Uh, print out multiple copies, if you like, at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right. Let's continue working on our attitude now. Yes, because yes, uh, our attitude will dictate our altitude. Yeah, so with that's that, true. Yeah. Uh, uh, bullet point number four, there are many physicians, and we can bear witness to this, Wayne, because many of them we have brought to this platform to help us understand mm -hmm. this principle. Yes. Uh, there are many physicians who are world-class scientists, world-class scientists, today while also being members of the master's class of the world. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it again because this blesses me. Uh, 
and when we understand this, there are many physicians and doctors who are world-class scientists that they have spent time and dedication to the craft of medicine and science, uh, biology, chemistry, so on and so forth. Uh, but also with regard to that, uh, they are also members of the master's world class of the world. In other mm -hmm. words, they have submitted themselves to the idea that there is a higher power, yep. that there is a creative force of the universe, that there is a God from a spiritual perspective that has facilitated all of this information and this knowledge and this insight that when we combine those two principles together in its respected and res uh, respectful balance one of another, and that's the, that's the key important dynamic here, not getting in a ditch to the left or getting into a ditch in the right, but finding that cohesive uh, balance one with another, that then we begin to experience uh, some very profound things. A growing number of physicians who practice medicine while also believing that God helps and assists them with their spiritual gifts talk all the time, and we have uh, recorded yeah. many of them yeah, that talk what, about this dynamic. Remember what the doctor told us recently? She said, my hands, God's work. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, my, my, you know, my GI on, on that particular interview with Dr. Vashi talked very openly about the fact that uh, I know that there is a God that, that, that dictates to me encourages me, empowers me, and enables me to do the things that I do with my hands to bless his people. And I willingly and openly submit to that. You know, 20 years ago, I'm not so sure that that was a readily open kind of mindset by your average and typical physician. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong about that. But what I'm here to suggest today in the current culture and climate that we live in, we are seeing more physicians who embrace the balance and the amalgamation of these two schools of thought as they approach their clinical practice and care and certainly in treatment of cancer. And so here's a scripture that helps us to, to wrap this our mind around this. And mm -hmm. that is Second Chronicles 32, 6 and 9 that says, Then he set military captains over the people, gathered them together to him in the open square of the city uh, gate, and gave them encouragement, saying, Verse 7, be strong and courageous. Why? Why was he being told to be strong and be courageous? Today, we're telling cancer patients to be strong and to be courageous in the face of the reputation of the bully. But listen, do not be afraid. There's another one of those do not be afraid scriptures. They're all through the Bible. Uh, do not be dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with him. In other words, there's a bully in town. Yep. There's someone that's trying to overcome and, and try to intimidate us and, and make us feel afraid. For there are more with us <laughs> than with him. Uh, with him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people were strengthened, or they had a renewed mind. They had a new attitude, praise God. Uh, by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. In other words, we are seeing more doctors and physicians who are embracing the idea, not compromising, 
the idea of medical care and treatment, but embracing the idea that the, the medical insight, the biological and the scientific knowledge that I have, which is real and applicable, is enhanced and empowered by the fact that I also believe in a living God that empowers me and enables me to use those gifts and to use those skills. And when you put those together, that you have a very powerful combination that's at work, there's more of them today than that was ever listed before that we've known of. And so this scripture is helping us to understand that when we when we begin to embrace that those physicians are at our access, there's more of them that are with us than the enemy that's trying to intimidate wow. us. Man, thanks for digging it out of scripture here. And thanks for all of this, this whole conversation about uh, addressing the reputation that cancer has and overcoming it with our new attitudes. Percy, thank you so much. This is one of those conversations where you're going to want to go back and listen again, I believe, to Mm. all that uh, Percy has shared with us here today. You can do that easily with our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and this posting of the podcast there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can also answer this week's question. You can download our free resource, Knowledge is Power. Lots of uh, activity there at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, uh, you've shared a lot of scripture with us today, but I understand you want to take us to Hebrews to wrap this up. Yep, Hebrews 2, 14, 16, and quickly. uh, Now, since the children have flesh and blood, talking about you and I as humans, he too, talking about Christ, shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, verse 15, Mm -hmm. and free those, which would be us, who all of our lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. Cancer has presented the fear of death, and in many cases, that reputation has stopped people from even attempting to live and move forward by their fear of death. For surely it is not the angels God helps, but it is the the descendants of Abraham. So in closing, remember a renewed mind and attitude may help you better prepare for the journey of cancer ahead with hope and optimism, believing that you may be able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Today, I encourage you to renew your mind. And as uh, the famous soul singer once said, Patti LaBelle, I've got a new attitude (laughs) that allows us to stand tall and at least engage in the conflict and not run and hide because of the reputation of the bully. That's Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor P, God bless you. We'll see you next time. Hey, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life. 
by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.